Here is a story told by the Shinnevarov in the Sefer Divri Yecheskel, which is the Divri Torah of the Shinnevarov, Rabbi Yecheskel Shinnever, the son of the Tzanzarov. Tells the story of the Arizal, an awesome story. In Tzvas, where the Arizal lived, there were two Rabbanim. One was an uncle, and the other one was his nephew. The last name was Galanti. There was Rabbi Avram Galanti, and his uncle, uh, Rabbi Moshe Galanti. Both very prominent Bukabolim and, and Gainim. Rabbi Avram wrote the Sefer Zohar Echama on Zoya, the famous commentary on the Zoya. When Arizal arrived in Tzfas, the two Galantis did not pay much attention to the Arizal. They dismissed him. Here's this young guy spreading Kabbalah. They weren't interested in in him, and they were they just minded their own business. Now, Rabbi Avram Galanti had a minute they would fast very often. And when you would fast, you would take on the tiniest, as the halacha is, that when you want to take on a fast, you make the commitment on mincha before. So the mincha of the day before, you make a nether, a commitment, a pledge that you will fast the next day. Rabbi Avram Galanti kept it as a secret. Nobody knew that there were days where he simply fasted all day. One day, Darizal decided to make a big meal, a big suuda, in a place called Ein Zetum, right outside Sfas. The day before that suuda, that big feast, Darizal sent a messenger to Rabavrom Galanti, whom he had never met, and they never spoke. He sent a messenger to tell Rabavrom that Darizal himself asks the Rabbi Avram not take on today by Mincha a pledge to fast tomorrow. Because he would like Rabbi Avram to participate in his meal, in his feast, and he would like him to come, so he doesn't want him to make that pledge. When the Shriach came and told this to Rabbi Avram, Galante, Rabbi Avram was very surprised because he hadn't told anyone that he's fasting. And uh, he was very shocked, so he began to feel that there's something unusual about the Yerizal. So he didn't take on this pledge, and the next day he arrived at the Sauda. During the meal, Rabbi Avram Galanti wanted to feel out the level of knowledge and erudition of the Yerizal, so he started asking him questions in the Zaya. And the Yerizal gave him a pshat in the Zaya, or perhaps it was the opposite, the Yerizal asked him, how he learns Pshat and Azoyah, and Rabbi Avram gave his answer. Uh, um, and the Arizal showed him that this is not the case, he gave him a different answer. Be it as it may, the Rabbi Avram Galanti then told the Arizal that his interpretation, the Arizal's interpretation, is wrong because it is contradicted by a different Zoyah. And he cited the page in the Zoyah which contradicts the Arizal's interpretation of this piece in the Zoyah. The Rizal explained to Rabbi Avram that he is misunderstanding the other piece in Zaya, and he started explaining it to him on a deeper level, and Rabbi Avram saw the truth in the words of the Rizal, and he saw that the Rizal does know his stuff. But then he asked, challenging him again, that even his pshat is contradicted by a different, by a different uh, place in the Zohar, and so it went back and forth several times until Rabbi Avram um, relented, and he realized that Arizal is a great man. 
So he turned to the Arizal and said to him, tell me what is the ticket for my neshama? The Arizal would often tell people what they need to do to complete their task on earth and how to perfect their neshama. What, are they, what have they done wrong in their lives and how must they rectify it? Rabbi Avram asked the Arizal, look at me and tell me what I need. And the Arizal said to him, you need to eat meat and drink wine every day. That's your tikkun. Because in Shemaim, they're very mad with you. Because you fast too much. There's all this meat and wine that needs to be elevated to Kedusha. And as I said before from the Arizal, that to elevate meat, only tzaddikim are able to. That's why an Amorah shouldn't eat meat. Because sometimes there are great neshamas that are nizgalgal, are rolled over into meat, into a behemoth, and you need great tzaddikim to be able to elevate them. So he told Rabavram, you need to begin to eat like a mensch. Eat meat and wine, good wine. Rabavram was surprised. He said, I've never heard anything like it, that eating beef and drinking fancy wine makes you a holy person and perfects your neshama. It was the furthest thing that he ever imagined. The Rizal says, no, this is your ticket. This is your task. This is... And that's what they want in Shemaim from you. Rabbi Avram was so taken by the result that he went straight from that meal to his uncle's house, Rabbi Moshe Galanti. Rabbi Galanti was already at that time a very old man. And he told him the whole story, he told him how much he was taken by the Arizal, and he said to his uncle, I suggest you go see him. I know you and I have dismissed him until now, but I'm telling you it's, it's worth it for you to see him. And Rabbi Moshe next day got up and went to see the Arizal. And he said to the Rizal, tell me what you told my nephew. My nephew, you told him what his tikkun is. Tell me what my tikkun is. What do I need to do to repair, to fix, to perfect my neshama in this world? And the Rizal says, I see on your face that you are guilty of theft. You need to rectify something related to theft. Geneva. Reb Moshe was very taken aback because he was a Yid that was so careful about everything. All mitzvahs, especially to steal money from another person, he wasn't even in the world of money. He wasn't, money wasn't even anything important to him. He was a man who sat and learned all day. His head was into spiritual stuff. Money wasn't anything that he could have imagined him failing in, in that area. But the result said so. So the first thing he did when he went back home he made a big announcement in the community of Tzvas that there's anyone who has any kind of claim against him, financial claim that he hasn't uh, make good on, on his, on his uh, obligation, should come forward and tell him. He wants to rectify the situation. No one came. Nobody had any complaints. Nobody had any claims against him. A few months later, he kept announcing it over and over again because he wanted to see if there was anything that people know about him that he needs to fix. A few months later, an elderly woman came and said to the Rebbe, Rebbe Moshe, I, yes, there is something that I remember. My profession used to be to clean off the wool from sheep that were slaughtered for food. So people wanted to get the, the wool off the skin so they can use the wool. And some of that wool I would take with me. And then she would sell that wool to other people. And your wife, he says to Rabbi Moshe Galante, your Rebetzin 
once hired me to help her with the wool from a sheep that she had slaughtered by a sheikhet for the meal, and I helped her with the job, I did the job, and she usually paid a certain fee for this job. But I, because I'm a very, very skillful uh, professional in this area, I would charge a little more than everybody else. But your wife, you know, refused to pay the extra fee that I charged, and she gave, paid me what she pays everybody else. I accepted it. I wasn't that happy about it, but I accepted it. So maybe since I hear you keep insisting that maybe I've done, you've done something wrong financially, maybe this is the, the issue that's standing in the way between you and your Shama's perfection. So Ramayish says, sure, tell me how much it is. And he gave him the two, uh, the two cents, the, whatever the extra money. Ramayish went back to the Arizal. As soon as he walked in, the Arizal says, Ah, Ramayish, they just spoke about you in Shamaim in the heavens. That means that he was massacring his, his uh, deficiency in this area, his financial area.